This podcast is made possible by Sage Intact and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Tom Graney, the CFO at Ironwood Pharmaceuticals, and you're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 272. How as a finance leader are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, we feature three CFOs and one headhunter. The subject is business analytics. Is your finance team using data analytics? If so, how? And where does your data analytics team reside today? Some finance leaders tell us the finance department. Others say it's the IT department. As for the headhunter, we thought you might like some perspective on where data analytics expertise ranks today when it comes to the resumes of finance leaders. We'll feature our first data-savvy CFO after these words from our sponsor. It's a question every growing business must answer. How do you scale your organization to accommodate growth while reducing risk? Sage Intech provides the instant visibility into deep operational and financial requirements that inform decision-making when scale is top of mind. By automating error-prone manual tasks and allowing your team to focus on the analysis of more accurate information, Sage Intech provides the visibility required to confidently scale your organization. Sage Intact is the only AICPA preferred provider of cloud financial management software. When Ron Knudsen arrived inside the CFO office at Lawson Products, he had more than a few ideas about how to help finance collaborate across the organization, as well as how to extend the company's lines of sight into its customer relationships. Here's Ron. You know, part of that change or that mindset change was, was again, you know, helping them get engaged in the business. And, and for, for example, um, we established a business analytics uh, department, um, a relatively you know, small department, um, but they do a lot of the data mining and, and have the ability to look at, um, you know, trends and um, exception reporting that typically many times the, the, the you know, either others in, in finance or, or the business individuals just don't have either the time or, or the opportunity to, to take a look at. Where was that organizationally? Well, um, organizationally it, it did not, it did not exist prior to me joining the, the organization and, and so when we when we established the, the department we did we did take a couple of individuals elsewhere in the organization um, and put them in that department and um, and the report the department does report directly to finance. The full organization has access to to these individuals, um, so it's it's a bit challenging. Um, they're in high, very high demand, um, and uh, it, it's a bit challenging making sure that we set the priorities uh, correctly so that we can uh, really go after um, those areas that, that provide the most benefit and the most support uh, throughout the company. Is that like a regular? Uh, uh, material or something that uh, comes out monthly or quarterly that uh, their contribution is most visible? 
There is, and, and I would say um, some of what, what happens generally with, with this group is a lot of times they will be um, on the front end of developing what those metrics should be, and then we will turn that reporting over to our, our um, over to our IT group, which then will um, create the information and, and publish it on a more routine type of basis. So, so we we have um, in, in one example of, of where we've done that is, and we and we made a, a shift over to a new ERP system about five years ago, and um, tremendous insight into the business today that we never had before, and in fact. Um, we have uh, daily stand-up meetings with our with our senior team that that go through uh, basically a daily report card, and you know, probably a bit embarrassed to say this, but there's 144 individual lines on this report card, and not that we look at every every line every single day, but it provides us with the the visibility. And it, and it trends itself out from day to day to day versus goal versus the previous month where we have a tremendous insight into the organization on a day-in and day-out basis and, and really have what I would call almost a, a daily P&L um, or a daily income statement. You know, all we would have to do is allocate some of our G&A costs and we can look at the information. We had a meeting this morning, for example. We can look at yesterday's data and, and basically um, see, you know, say, I mean, basically a, profits, a profitability of the organization, but also a lot of the key customer metrics as well. It's not just all about whether or not we made money yesterday, but we also measure um, productivity measurements within our distribution center and then our, our key customer metrics as well. When it comes to driving growth, David Morris, CFO of Guardian Pharmacy, quickly connects the dots with Guardian's data analytics team. The firm, from its earliest days, has used data measurement and analysis as a strategic advantage. Here's David. First of all, you have to understand that our business is a very detailed business, and unless we get into details and understand what's driving the revenue and the cost of goods sold in every prescription we dispense, we couldn't manage it. We couldn't do it without the data warehouse. So there are a lot of moving pieces in healthcare, and in the healthcare pharmacy distribution business, is huge. So understanding our reimbursement from all the payors, where we're being paid by X and Y, and what we're getting for this generic prescription or this brand, we couldn't do it without the data warehouse. So one of the reasons, you know, we are where we are today, one of the key reasons is the, the data analytics and the data warehouse. Obviously, the people come first and uh, the customers, and then, you know, we've got to continue to grow the business, but analyzing it and managing it is directly attributable to our analytics data warehouse and our analytics team. We've got a whole team of people uh, who are focused on this. Um, and the gentleman who, who runs the program has a master's in you know, data analytics and has done a phenomenal job and, and get us to where, where we are. And I would say, you know, healthcare is analytical. It's analytics, and that's what's going to drive COVID over the next 20 years as it approaches 20% of our GDP. 
But I would say our systems and analytics, our people are on the cutting edge for the space that we operate in. Uh, we, uh, we spend a lot of time with it. You know, you talk about, you know, how did we get to where we are and how we're going to continue to grow. I mean, focused, focusing on industry trends and reimbursement and, and really having a voice in D.C. Uh, you know, our analytics team has worked very closely with uh, the Senior Care Pharmacy Coalition, which is a voice in D.C. for long-term care pharmacies, and, and that group has relied on our analytics team uh, for the backup and support for some of the initiatives that, that they're working on. Where does the analytics team reside? Is it part of the finance function today, or does it intersect a number of functions? A couple of people came out of the finance organizations, therefore they understand the, the business well, but it's in our information technology group. It's a subset that uh, reports into our IT lead and uh, is connected and intersects with finance, operations, HR, sales. Yeah, they touch every aspect of our business and then each of our local teams work closely with a couple of people who are helping with getting the dashboards into each of the pharmacies and making sure that the end user has a dashboard for all the different functions, can easily access it, understands it, and then we can improve and change it as questions come up and, and their needs change. Our next CFO used his time wisely with us. Want to ask my standard templated question, what's exciting you about business and finance today? He was on the ready and responded by naming one of his company's own data analytics products while offering some strong perspective on how the product can help other finance leaders to incent and motivate their company's workforce. The CFO is Joe Consul of Exactly, and Exactly clearly is not the only IT company out there doing this today, but I think the notion of using pools of customer insight and customer data to develop new products and tweak old ones is one that's likely opening more doors for finance career builders. Here's Joe. Yeah, I I, I really think it's, no doubt the explosion of being able to apply to apply a lot of different empirical data, big data type analytics to decision making. And uh, I think you're seeing that explode across the map. I think that's going to continue to to grow very quickly. And it's, it's, you know, just due to the advances in technology that allow it to happen. You know, for example, uh, we've applied data mining techniques to comp plan data gathered from thousands of comp plans and billions of compensation calculations to derive benchmarks and insights to help our customers design more effective comp plans. That, that is an ROI story built out of being able to apply big data type analytics and information to solve business problems that I think is, is, is so far different than the ability was even 10 years ago. Uh, you know, Fortunately, given the kind of company we are, we we're using one of our own applications called Exactly Objectives, you know, to align employee performance across the company uh, toward the top-level corporate objectives. It's a great tool, and and companies need to to have some way 
of aligning behavior uh, with objectives of the company. That's the way we've chosen to do it. And it provides us with a view across the company of how our employees are performing against their objectives, um, not only by group but on a roll-up basis. And, and we get a view in terms of how our incentive plan is actually helping achieve the goals that we want as a company. Uh, I think finance needs to have more influence on the workforce because, you know, in our case, it represents 60 to 70 percent of our total costs, a huge piece of the investment that we make day to day. And we need to generate as much, you know, not only productivity, but, but uh, productivity and great results out of that team to get the right ROI out of, out of the company. Why do finance leaders need to be amplifying data analytics experience on their resumes today? We have a headhunter explain why after these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. Okay, we now feature our headhunter. I didn't mean headhunter. I meant executive search professional. <laughs> he is, of course, Sam Durgal of Durgal Executive Search. We touched on the topic of data analytics experience with Sam a while back. And here's what he told us. I, I would break down uh, CFOs into three buckets. Uh, you have your uh, compliance-oriented CFO um, because they are because of the situations that they're in, which is very compliance-heavy and compliance-driven. Um, they are focused on making sure that things are on side because that's the most important thing in that business from the finance side. Um, there is the operational CFO where their uh, in integration in the business is very oriented on making the, the, the current action plan happen and being a key partner in that. Uh, and then there's the strategic CFO that is really involved in the forward thinking um, planning for making the business happen over a longer term objective. Um, you know, data analytics is really hot in the operational side, um, where it's the combination of um, revenue and, and gross margin um, maximization and in bottom line, uh, making the bottom line work as much as possible and, and, and the relationship between um, the sales side and, and the um, the, the product or, or the, you know, the middle side of the business. And, and that's really where analytics is hot uh, today because that's where, if you take a look at the projects and the reasons why companies are deciding to make heavy investments, uh, both in terms of technology and process and people, uh, it's because there is a, um, there are, there is low hanging fruit there the ability to improve the business by tweaking 
by understanding how the company is supposed to make money and tweaking accordingly so that each tweak has a big impact on uh, objectives of revenue and bottom line. People don't look at finance people as revenue drivers. They look at them uh, perhaps as as, uh, helping improve costs, but don't necessarily take a look at them as helping improve revenue. Um, the, the sweetest spot for finance today in, in, in working to make the company better on understanding the data and what it's saying is working with, uh, great marketing people, the sales and marketing side, um, to give them perspective. When finance is working with marketing or, um, or sales, um, to help make those things happen. Those are interesting, um, valuable projects that a company can, uh, uh, can gain from. And as a CFO or future CFO continues to move in their career, that's something they can hang their hat on. Well, I hope this episode provided you with some takeaways. We thank you for joining us. Hi, it's Jack. At CFO Thought Leader, we're interested in hearing from you. We want to find out what you would like to hear more of or less of. And so we've created an ever-so-short survey in order to learn from you. The survey is now available right on CFOThoughtLeader.com's homepage. It's open to career finance executives of every rank. Meanwhile, it's that time of year again. CFO Appreciation Day is quickly approaching, and we are once more firing up our kiln and making our CFO Thought Leader Mug 2019 edition available to survey takers who enlist two or more of their finance team members to complete the survey. We'll mail you our also coveted CFO Thought Leader mug at zero cost. So visit us at CFOThoughtLeader.com and give us an earful. We would greatly appreciate it. Some rules and restrictions may apply.